Welcome, everybody, to Flickr Effect, episode 300. Celebrate! We are recording... the horns and trumpets blow. (laughs) Yeah, we're recording this on Sunday, July 28th. I'm David Lotz. Joining me, as always, is Bobby Jackson. Happy 300, everybody. Yasha Wilson. Hey, 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 everybody. And Michelle Hillard. Hi, everyone. 300... What's up, guys? How many people do you think have been here since episode one that's listening? Because I wasn't even here for episode no, one. So I hadn't met you I don't even know for what episode number. one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I don't even know what episode I, I came in onto the podcast. But it would be pretty impressive if there's someone that's been listening since episode one. Maybe Carlton. I well, don't know. I don't even know that he listens every episode but i don't know if he, he i don't know if he in. listens to epi- every episode but i think he does listen this is um, well yeah i'd be curious if anybody's listening you you heard the first episode you, you know where to find us yeah. hit us up on twitter or something yeah. like that i'd be curious to hear that too episode 300. 300 well we got some movies to talk about we got some stuff to talk about so let's get right mm-hmm. into it first i want to mention before we get to some of the movies uh uh, real real quick on HBO, Big Little Lies ended. Oh yeah! And uh, I don't know, Bobby, you've been watching that show, right? Yeah. And but Yasha, you, do you watch it? I do watch it. Oh, I okay. got into it specifically because I knew Meryl Streep was going to be on the show, and I wanted to watch her performance. All right. So yeah, well, I mean, real quick, because like I said, we got other stuff we want to get to. But what did everybody think of it? I'll say right now, I really didn't like it at all. <laughs> It really bummed me out. Like it was, it was interesting. I think right before the finale aired, Michelle, you asked me like, or you made a comment like, or maybe I don't know if you asked me or how it was put. I was going to say, so what do you feel so far? Like in comparison to the first season? Yeah, because everybody and, else is not liking it. And I, I didn't really want to answer the question because honestly, for the most part, I've been enjoying the season as as a, as a season goes. Right. I mean, I, I basically watched it the night it aired every night or I think one episode we watched like Monday night or something like that um but I've been enjoying it but then the finale happened and I was like oh wow that yep that didn't that did not work out for me as a show season like I don't know like it it really seemed to be kind of standing on how did the finale play out whether or not the season as a whole worked for me and it did not (laughs) like yeah it really kind of screwed up the whole thing for me yeah and I, I stand by thinking that the first season's great, and I highly recommend the first season. But at this point, if somebody asked me and they had never watched the show at all, I would probably say, you know what, make sure you watch that first season, absolutely, and then you're good. Don't 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 <laughs> like, move past. Go, you really, do you really don't need to go on. Like no. that's how much the season finale kind of killed it for me. But what, what did you guys? What did you think, Michelle? I I thought the season finale was not good either. I I had. They could have really gone some twisted ways with it and made it end on a like, whoa, Jesus, F him, what? And it could have been really kind of cool to kind of end in a almost a rough way for the characters. And in the end, it really just kind of was like, oh, huh. <laughs> okay. So basically. And cutscene. That's it, everybody. Whole, That's a wrap. Whole, I'm going to little lies too. Thank you. Yeah, it and was like, like, wow, wait, this, this whole year was kind of. Meh. Yeah. So, 
I'm glad they're not doing a season three. There's zero need for a season three. And yeah. It, oh, they're it not doing a, a season three? I didn't know that. No, they're not. At least nothing's been announced, right? Nothing has been announced, but I do not think they're doing a season three. But it hasn't been officially said we are not doing a season three. It's not been officially said, but it's also not been officially said that they're. But with that too, to be clear, I mean, I think when season one dropped and was done, it wasn't like a quick boom season two kind of thing was happening. It It, it was so it it could. I would say at this point, I'd almost be kind of surprised if they did, but well. It's a bummer because I was really enjoying it. I was enjoying it, I will say, up to that, not not the last episode, but the second to last episode, the courtroom scene really kind of, kind of, I was kind of like, I'm not digging this. It just doesn't, not that movies and television have to have superior, accurate courtroom scenes, but it just seems so like, that would never effing happen in a courtroom. Yes, like, right. there yes. was moments in that episode I was going, okay. I mean, I give a lot of. I don't even. I'm not even like a person. You're not a like, lawyer. I'm not, not a lawyer. A I don't, leeway, I don't yeah. sit in a lot of courtrooms in my life. But I will tell you a few things. I know there's things that would not effing ever happen, and things were happening in that courtroom. And I'm like, okay, I give a lot of grace when it comes to TV and movies and courtroom dramas. And the thing I'm like, this is by David E. Kelly. I would have thought by this point he would have learned a few things about courtroom drama. <laughs> right. Call me crazy. It's funny. I, so, hadn't, I hadn't even really thought on that. Think about that. And so I was literally going, this is not working for me. And so it kind of started derailing on that second to last episode. And then that last episode, it just went, jumped the shark, <laughs> off the cliff. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm, 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 yeah. It could have been so you. much, it's, it could have been such a darker ending. And it could have been very like emotional. And I'd been like, man, dude, so-and-so got fucked. But no, it, there's nothing to talk about in it. I was like, huh, well, I guess I'm not talking about anything on the wall in the water cooler tomorrow because that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Bobby, what did you think of it? Yeah. I enjoyed it for the most part. I, I agree that the last two episodes weren't. Well, I guess I enjoyed the second to last more so than the last episode. It just felt to me as though I don't <clears throat> I, I think what the show is 10 episodes or no, it wasn't so. even it was Eight. like. Seven or eight, or I don't even know if it was yeah, eight. I, I think it was less than that. Anyway, I think maybe it was eight, but I think that as as this season progressed, if you were going to have those last two episodes the way that they presented them, I would have rather had that around episode five, five and six, I will and agree. then maybe give a couple more episodes on the back end to really kind of, I guess, give it a, a better send off in a way just because everything within the that last episode that happened just made it feel like everything was progressing someplace and then it just kind of screeched wow. to a halt and then it kind of drugged that last episode out in terms of the courtroom stuff and so i wouldn't have mind that coming sooner into the series so that you could at least have some more back half stuff with the characters and a better way to kind of if you're going to close it out and not do a third season, it would have uh, serviced it a little bit better for me. But overall, um, I really enjoyed a lot of the performances. Um, I think my MVP of this season would probably be, not even Merle Street for me, it'd probably be uh, Laura Dern. Uh, she seemed fantastic as Renata and uh, had a lot of the 
scene stealing moments in this season for me. But I'll agree um, with that. Yeah. So I, I mean, overall, if in when I look at the the series in general between season one and season two, I would say that they probably could have done without doing a season two. But I don't regret seeing the the season and being able to get some these actresses together again and seeing the performances that some of them put together. So uh, overall, I mean, I, I I wished it would would have gone and landed the stuck the landing better, but I was still at least okay with the se- season as a whole. What about you, Yasha? Yeah, you know what, I, I kind of liked it, but at the same time, I do see several, several flaws. Like, I know what Michelle's talking about when it comes to the courtroom drama. I literally paused the television. I was like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> like, I was like, no, I was like, no, that that wouldn't happen. I'm not an attorney by any means or stretch. But no and judge in their right just, mind would let some of that shit fly. Oh, there's no effing way. I'm sorry. I was just like, wait, what? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I'm not okay with any of what's going on right now. Um, And it's just like, there's no way that they would do that. Like, what kind of, like, without any spoilers, like, what kind of friend would just, like, call their person out like that? And just, it was just so, Mm -hmm. like, over the top. And I was just like, no, I'm sorry. Um, I like Meryl Streep's performance. Renata, uh, Linda, what was it, Horn? Um, Laura Dern. Laura Dern, excuse me. Laura Dern's performance was was really good. She was really volatile, like through the entire series, mm-hmm. the season. I mean, she's just crazy. I will um, say, but a lot of I will say that last scene with her and her her husband, that was good. That was one of the shining moments I think of that last episode. Yeah. That that scene, I was like watching it play out. I was like, oh my god, this is gonna be so good. Like, I felt the build up to it. I was like, oh god, this is gonna be so good. And it was. That, that was yeah. very, that was very validating and vindication feeling. That scene. But I feel like they missed some very, very serious marks when they could have had a really strong spin, turn, adjustment, whatever you want to call when it comes to these characters and what they're dealing with. Um, and I just overall, it was just like I was, I wasn't as impressed as I was the first season, and. I was actually, I was kind of bummed at that. I mean, I liked the first season. I actually figured the first season out pretty pretty quickly, which didn't make any friends in the house uh, that I'm in because I called it and that pissed people off. <laughs> but it um, it was it was still good. It, I mean, it was it was decent. I mean, I, the storylines were okay. But um, yeah, I don't know if they need to do a third season or what they could possibly do with the third season because their cliffhanger I thought was very weak. Yeah, I'd, I'd still be shocked if a third season happened, but I agree that I, because yeah, it, it came in at seven episodes for the season, and it does feel like, it's like, you could have done three more, <laughs> and really, I think, yeah. kind of saved the season with three more episodes to kind of end it on a better, in a better way than it ended, so, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I know it may sound silly that, like, oh, I enjoyed watching the show every week to week, but just the ending killed it for me. But I don't know, for some reason it did. I think it's just, this was the kind of show that, oh, this is going somewhere, and I'm curious to watch the acting. I mean, I like watching the acting, and I'm curious to watch the episode-by-episode drama, but at the same time, really the payoff for this kind of show for me was, like, where is this going? How is this going to end? And the way it ended was just so incredibly not good. 
It was just lame. That it really just poisoned the rest of the season for me. It was Yeah. I feel like the way some of the people with Game of Thrones feel. There's no doubt a lot of the acting is fantastic in the show and it yeah. still is in the season and Yeah, they're I mean, talented. Absolutely, but Yeah. Uh. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Um, moving on from that, uh, so the week it was the weekend of Comic Con, right? That the Lion King dropped. Yeah, and this is, of course, I guess technically an animated film, and I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, that this has had the best opening weekend for an animated film ever, if it, if you consider it an animated film, right? I mean, the goal here yeah. was live action, right? It is, but they animated. <laughs> but they animated it. I know it's so. I mean, not that these little silly records that we give movies matters, but it's like, where do you put this? It's like, if it's an animated movie, it made more money than any animated movie has ever made in its opening weekend. But I mean, I guess you could consider it animated in just a different format and style, because at one point in time, animated meant uh, 2D hand-drawn animation in that way, and then it became you know cg so this is i guess a different form of animation but yeah um i think you're right in terms of that record well we have heard now that he did sneak in one live shot there's one live action yeah. shot in it the very beginning of the film and then i mean obviously there's no talking spoilers so there's, there's no spoilers but uh anyway very very first shot of circle of life sun coming up that apparently is a live action shot. <laughs> that's the one live shot and, is the sun and you know it's it's funny is because when I watched the movie and I and I went into it not knowing uh, what was the one scene that was actually uh, real. And when that scene comes up and I was in shock because I, I figured that was still CG because the look of it, when you see the sun coming, it, it's it has that effect that you see in every movie where there's like a... I don't like even know ripple. how to describe it. It's like a ripple yes, to it. Mm-hmm. That yeah. ripple you see. And I was like, how'd they animate the ripple? Like, <laughs> how did they get that detailed in terms of uh, making this look realistic? Because that blew me away. But then after the movie, I read, like, what was the scene that wasn't, uh, you know, animated and was real? I was like, oh, okay. Because that, that makes to me, sense. That was so impressive. Yeah, it makes sense. So, but yeah, uh, pretty much everything else was animated. And I guess maybe maybe that gets them out of the, you know, an animated movie. We get the one live action shot in there. <laughs> right. Or if it if it is listed as you know top animated opening weekends, it gets a big asterisk next to it. Like, <laughs> anyway. So, Yasha, you haven't seen this yet, uh, but it sounds like the three of us have, and I'm curious what you what you guys think of it. Bobby, what did you think of The Lion King? I mean, look, for me, I've seen the animated version once, maybe twice, but uh, this has been the go-to way of me seeing a lot of Disney animated films that I never seen before and seeing it in this new way presented in this photorealistic kind of version. So, uh, you know, I didn't have a lot to hang my hat on in terms of nostalgia or holding it to any particular standard. So I pretty much enjoyed it. I, I would say, especially just the, the amount of effects that goes into and thinking how, how hard it must've been to create that because the first few minutes, I'm just sitting there thinking, like, that's fake, that's fake. that's. But in awe of the fact that all these different things are fake. But 
after a few minutes, I just sort of found myself kind of melding into the story and getting into the the groove of uh, everything that was being presented as opposed to being in awe of what was being created and shown to me. So from that aspect, I really loved it. From a different aspect, I actually don't think I uh, care for certain things that happen within the story that I think is problematic within the original telling of it too. So that was sort of the thing that I really faulted it for more so than seeing if the, the, the photorealistic realistic animals were conveying the proper emotion. My thing came from the story aspect of it that I kind of felt, um, a little bit, uh, I guess disappointed in, but the, the, I think, the voice performances to me, the the best bo- voice performances were of um, obviously you've got James Earl Jones as Mufasa. That's one that stands out. But I really also like Chiwetel Ejiofor Escar. I, I thought he did an excellent job there, and I didn't care for Beyonce or Donald Glover, honestly, to be frank about it with their voice acting. For the um, it, it kind of threw me off when they changed and and there was their voices, um, and honestly, as much as I haven't seen the animated version, I can tell you that I've heard the songs from it a hundred times. It feels like so when I heard the songs in this live action version, um, they didn't quite work for me in the way that hearing the originals do, but. I don't know if that's just a fault of me knowing and being so familiar with the old stuff or if it was really uh, me not caring for the newer stuff. But overall, I did still enjoy it. And uh, I thought like I was still invested in the characters and in a lot of the scenes and being enthralled by it all. But um, yeah, I think there's definitely some points in which I, I didn't quite care for, particularly just the fact that I still don't really get how Simba could be king when Nala was clearly uh, a better <laughs> suit for um, leading the pack in terms of uh, being more of a, I guess, a stronger character in a sense, not just physically, but just just as a, as a leader. But uh, like I said, I think that's an, a problem with the original anyway in general. But yeah, overall, I did enjoy it. Well, I'm going to make you feel so much better about understanding why the music didn't work for you. Because <laughs> the music doesn't work in this film. I'm, I'm very quickly going to start going into my opinions on this. I'm sorry, David, if you wanted to go next. Hey, how about it? Cutting, I'm going to sit back and relax. Um, so, first I'll preface all of this by saying when the very original animated version dropped, I'm, I was not one of the people that just fell head over heels in love with this film. It, I, I enjoyed it. I liked it for what it was, but I was not in the obsession that was happening. And I was probably just the right age, if not maybe slightly cuspy, maybe out of the age range for when that movie dropped. And I, it was fine. Like, I mean, I, I remember friends though, just losing their minds about this movie and being so in love with it. And I, I guess it just never connected with me. So even going into this, I was kind of like, this will be interesting to see what will happen. And and from what I've seen in the trailers, I was not already like enjoying what I was seeing. But I'm like, okay, I'll turn the corner. And I'll just, I'll, it, did, it, did not, it didn't for me. This was, 
This film did not hit the mark. It missed the mark by a lot. It's the biggest flaw. And I think for me is that it's, it's emotionless. I didn't connect with, there's times at least in the Lion King, I can connect emotionally to a lot of things with the songs, with the facial expressions that are being animated. This had nothing. Cause I don't think they had any emotional expressions on their faces. And I don't think anything else they could do would make you emotionally connect to what was happening on screen. Um, Gosh, my my list of not liking this is extremely long, so I'm going to do it as quickly as I can. Um, So my first complaint is the absolute exact 100% shot for shot throughout this entire film. That bothered me a lot, especially when it came to the canyon scene and the the herd coming through and what, what eventually is what kills Mufasa. Like, seeing the way they had Simba on the one rock and, like, how it, like, the way the camera angle shot up at shot up towards his face and the way they do that zoom in the animated film because of the time frame in the 90s when the animated film came out that was a big thing and the way they did that angle and the shot and then the animation it was it was it was incredible to watch because that was the first time we were really seeing um hand-drawn and computer graphics really mesh uh in a more intense time frame when that film dropped and watching it on this i was like this this shot does not work in today's time frame like it just doesn't work for me like it just feels very like oh this is a 90s shot like this is something that was done in the 90s and then later in the movie there's a whole flashback scene and they didn't need that flashback and they did the, they just replayed it and i'm like oh god that got just it, that made it so much worse almost to me and i just wasn't feeling that and there's other shot for shot things that bothered me um, I'm with you when it comes to Beyonce's performance and Danny Glover's. I just was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I wasn't really feeling it. I really wasn't feeling Beyonce's version of Can You Feel the Love Tonight. I was not a fan of that. It did not pull me in in any way, shape or form. I will say I think my one positive of this whole film is Billy Eichner and uh, Seth Rogen as Timon and Pumbaa. I think they stole the show. I think that was literally the shining light for this entire film. I thought some of the jokes were old ones from the original, but there were some newer things in it, and I liked it, and I thought it worked really well. I think their um, their companionship, I think the two of them worked well together the way the originals did. It just kind of worked for me, and I was, I was down with that. I will say that part of the movie I was good with. Um, but really, yeah, the songs, they're just... I don't know if it's because it's just it was just done by different people, but again, it was just lacking the emotional appeal, and it doesn't pull you into the film the way the originals did. It just just didn't. And yeah, there's a new song in there that Beyonce sings, and honestly, the song isn't great. Beyonce can sing. Song isn't great, and I absolutely hate the scene that they put it in. The scene that it, it's in doesn't need music that has vocals. It it. They could have just left it with the original, you know, the African tribal music playing because that is the moment that's that's the apex of the film where everything switches for Simba and he gets it. And it's this huge emotional leap for him into adulthood. And that music, the way it works, it pulls you into how he feels. And then when this Beyonce song comes on, I'm like, wow, way to throw me out of this moment. Like, I was kind of looking forward to it, honestly. I was kind of like, you know, he's running through the Sahara Desert to get back to his homeland, to reclaim everything. And then the song starts up and I'm like, 
oh god she's singing why is she like it was it was ruining the scene i was like this is this is why this movie doesn't work for me so that my main takeaway is it's emotionless and it doesn't connect with its audience and that's the short abbreviated version for me my rant is over david's next Uh, I mean, I'll say quickly when it comes to the animated version, uh, I'm with you, Michelle, that I also am not like it does it Lion King of all the, the Disney animated films from that Renaissance era Lion King for some reason does feel like it's like this coveted Holy grail of you animated and I are film a small camp and, and I'm with you. I'm, I'm not necessarily there though. It is a. It is a solid animated movie. Oh. Like, I absolutely think it's a great film. Hells yes. Part of me feels like I like it a little more than you, but... You do. But, no, I don't think it's, you know, God's gift to, you know, animated movies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with that said, uh, you know, you guys have heard me. I complain about when we saw the, the tr- teaser trailer for this. I was, I was like, hey, you know, like... They look so real. Like, how's this going to work? Like, with them singing and trying to show the emotion that, you know, the animated animals can show. Like, you, how are they going to do that? And indeed, I, I went into it with that kind of skepticism. And I was... My skepticism was not disappointed. <laughs> it was... Uh, no, this was not good. I did not enjoy this whatsoever. I... I think I mean, you were ready to leave at one point. I would have left. Like... I I was just halfway through. I'm like, why am I here? What what is this? Why? <laughs> like, I, I could go home and watch the animated version, which is much better than this, and mm-hmm. in, in almost every way, other than the fact that yes, this is an interesting exercise in animating animals, and it is ridiculously realistic. Yes, that yes. Is, that is impressive, but but. But, Does it need to be done? Yeah, but why? <laughs> like, especially when you have a movie that there's, you know, they're they're supposed to sing. It it, it does create this interesting kind of situation of like, well, that that's gonna look weird, and it just does. But then, and what I'm about to say is gonna kind of it's gonna sound contradictory to what I just said about like you're having them sing and and it's kind of weird. But it's like okay, the other thing is like if you're gonna remake a movie, I feel like you got to do something. You got to do something differently. It's a you need to make a different interpretation of your original work, other than just it looks different. Like, and you don't like. Yeah, I don't think it's literally a hundred percent shot for shot remake, but it is damn close. You're right. Oh. Like, it is basically a remake of the original movie, and it's frustrating that you didn't really do anything slightly more here. Like, even. And when I'm going into the music, you know, you you had a Broadway show with really great music that yes. included a lot of new songs in it. Like you could have at least like thrown some of that in there. You even had Julie Taymor as an executive producer on this, like, on. which I didn't realize until the the opening, the closing credits started to roll. Which, by the way, I didn't stay for. I just was like, I gotta go. I, I yeah, we I'm, actually didn't stay for the credits, <laughs> which we never do. We never I just bounce sit. the hell unless we have the kids. But no, we bounced out. Well, there, were, there was another side reason why too. But and I would have left either way. But also, there, man, there was somebody sitting next to me who I, I think he was dying of the plague. I think and, he had the plague. And I was just like, oh my God, if he gets me sick, if this dude gets me sick. And I'm already not enjoying this movie. And I'm having to sit next to somebody who is just making all the most terrible sounds. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> it was I felt so bad, so bad for you. <laughs> so that was another reason. I, I was like, as soon as the credits started, well, I was like, we're out of here. I'm done. 
Um, and taking some vitamin C. <laughs> if this had been a movie that I wanted to stay for the credits for, I would have been like, we were relocating. We're going to go over here. <laughs> These but, people yeah. left. Anyway. Uh, no, like I'm with you guys. The, the the musical performances that are in this are like, uh, like, can you feel the love tonight is the one that sticks out when that started. I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. They turned into kind of a more of a duet between the two of them. Because uh, I get it. You have Beyonce here. You obviously right, want to use her as a singer, but it's like, uh, no, that just. I, I'm with you, Bobby. It's like, is that is it just me because I'm so kind of fixed on the original songs that just need making them different is I don't know if that's what it is or if it's just that I don't like it. it that's hard to say but overall this movie shouldn't exist I do not like it it's frustrating to say too because I really like John Favreau it's like mm-hmm. I've been watching that show the chef show on Netflix mm-hmm. and you feel like you get to know him he's like he seems like just a nice guy right. and I'm sure he is and he's super ridiculously talented and it's frustrating to go, man, this movie he made is really not good. I feel like you just phoned <laughs> it in. I don't, we were saying this, I think Michelle mm-hmm. and I, you were, ta- we were talking about this uh, beforehand. I think I said it was like, especially considering we've been watching the chef show and he just seems so laid back and yeah, such a chill guy. But creative. Very but creative. You can hear it. You can t- when he talks about stuff, even when he's talking literally about food, he's very creative. Right. But there's just something about him that the more I've watched that show, I think. It's harder to imagine him working on these projects like The Lion King. Like I'm so like so time consuming. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like his kind of project in a way. It I'm doesn't. like I, the Mandar or the Mandalorian. Sorry, uh, I totally get. I'm right. like stuff like that. I'm like yes. yeah, but but this. I'm like man, what was it? I would. I wish I could see some behind the scenes footage of him like quote unquote directing this. You're right. So, uh, you know, and that and Jungle Book. But anyway, I, I don't know, know. I, this. This was not an enjoyable experience for me. I, I'm not. I was not happy. I'm gl- I'm almost glad that I didn't have a huge emotional collection to the animated one because I feel like this would have been soul crushing. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Well, see, Go that's ahead, the thing. You 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 say that, and I I get it, but it's on its way to a billion dollars, so it doesn't get there without the people who love the original watching this one and liking it enough to keep rewatching it to get it to a billion. So. When you ask who's it for, it's definitely for some somebody because it doesn't get to a billion without it being uh, of interest to some people. And I, I do admire the aspect of doing something and pushing it into a way that we haven't seen before, even if um, the totality of it could leave you scratching your head as to it wasn't a good uh, use of this technology for this particular thing. Maybe they could have done something wholly original using these uh, photorealistic animals for something else, a brand new project. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think that it, they're in such a tough spot with these uh, remakes of their animated movies because I, I sort of see it on both sides where they'll change something from the original and people will be on their butt about like, why did you guys change this? This was good in the original. Why'd you change it? And then other people were like, well, it's, it's shot for for shot. You didn't change anything. And so what's, why, what's the point? So it's, it's like, man, they're, they're in a tough spot either way. But I mean, I, I think they're still either in either direction. They're laughing to the bank because what you've got mm-hmm. Aladdin already at a billion or close to it, and now Lion King in two weeks is almost at a billion. So, I guess 
the court of a public opinion seems to be they are liking these um, translations other than maybe Dumbo. I, I, that one just sort of fell through the cracks, unfortunately, for that. But And I know, Michelle, you actually like Dumbo. I actually liked it, too. But, um, yeah, it didn't seem like that one did as well for yeah. people. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I would. I'd be curious to talk to more kind of general audience goers to like, what did you think of the Lion King? I mean, yeah, you look at the Rotten Tomato audience score, and it's a eighty-eight percent. And I mean, we're not the only ones that didn't like this, though. No, but I mean, obviously, I think a lot of the criticism it gets gets is from a more film critical audience that I've seen. I haven't. I haven't talked to like coworkers and such. Hey, man, you you, did you see the Lion King? And no, I haven't. I don't know. I'd be curious. But, yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying, Bobby. It's like, it's making money. It's making a ridiculous amount of money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's in its second weekend, and it was still number one. And But I will say, as far as kids' film, family films, what does it have to compete with right now? No, nothing. Not, really. not a gosh darn thing. Not a gosh darn thing. It's definitely thing. the opposite film from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That is true. <laughs> so, definitely not the same audience. Um yeah I don't know I get I get what you're saying Bobby but yeah I guess it works for some people it definitely didn't work for yeah. me I, I will never watch this movie again like, I hope I would never have to watch this movie I will again. happily show my children the animated film over and over again yes. I will I will steer them clear of this if, if at all possible <laughs> yes and my son has now seen it but what did he think of it I mean, he liked it, but he says that about every movie. He says that about absolutely every movie he watches. He what likes you, it, but he has no comments. It's, it's, it's hey, buddy. Yeah. It's, it's hey, buddy. What did you... He's a child. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. No, that's exactly... I mean, like, you literally you look at me like, hey, buddy, what did you think about this film? Oh, yeah, I liked it. Oh, okay, cool. What did you like about it? I don't know. I liked it. I seriously like, should. That's literally how it comes. If I have time, I don't know when I would do it at this point before this show posts, but if I have time, I would actually maybe sit him down on the other mic here and like cut it into this episode. Like, hey, Atticus. All right, buddy. Let's talk about the Lion King. He'd probably be all thrown off. Like, wait, what? You want me to talk about it? I don't know. You know, but I'd be very curious to see if I could get like some real opinions out of him. Like. Let's, That'd be hilarious. Let's compare this to the like, animated film, buddy. Come which on. Which I know you've seen. He's seen oh, multiple yeah. times. He's definitely seen. We own it. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, that'd be awesome. Like, get him to talk about it. Just like, and just, even if the answers and the replies are just so insane, just like, lead into that. It's like, what'd you like about it? I liked it. So you liked it? I liked it. What'd you like about it? You liked it. I mean, that's literally that's literally how you, I mean, like I might have to make this happen somehow. No, it's it's. it's I feel like I, I think it's just his age, but he just it's like you're like okay, so so okay, what was your favorite character? Oh, I don't know. Well, what was it? Yeah. Simba? Was it the main the main guy? Or did you like Timon and Pumbaa? Yeah, yeah, I like Simba. I I like Timon and Pumbaa too. Well, did you did you like Nala or did you you know like I feel like you could literally like name every character and be like no I like them all and it's like well, what was your favorite well I don't know I like them all okay. I know I know we, we made... call it answers you, from Atticus you literally are not gonna get an opinion there's no Separate opinions podcast. there's no opinions behind him yet do you know what I mean like he hasn't I know I feel like we're making things. my son now to be like this lifeless I know I know it's just his age he's extremely intelligent he can't talk like he does have intelligence he is smart it's just one of those things at his age. It's like it's with every movie, though. Yeah, so it's just he doesn't have an opinion on the movie. He likes it. If it's it animated, like, he likes it. Because it was Aladdin, you know, Aladdin. He was squirming. 
I could oh, tell the whole time. I could, uh, it wasn't Whoa. the whole time, but it was like halfway through the movie. He was definitely like, okay, I could tell he was squirming around in his seat. He was, he was bored. He was kind of bored during certain scenes. But then afterwards, you ask him, hey, would you? Oh, I really liked it. I really enjoyed the line. I'm like, did you really though? Are you sure? Like, anyway. what did you, yeah, and again, I, I did the same thing. I asked him, like, what characters, you know, what part was our song? Like, I was going through things, and so it was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, well, I don't know, yeah. I guess that's fine, yeah. But no, I've been yeah. interested in watching Dumbo anyway. I know I missed it, but I've even been, now I think, a little more interested after Lion King. I'm like, all right, now I want to go watch Dumbo. I want you to have I a nice little there. break for a while, and then we'll come to Dumbo. Because I'm not necessarily anti the remakes. Like mm-hmm. Aladdin, we talked about Aladdin on here, and yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed Aladdin. Yeah, I was surprisingly you know? enjoyed Aladdin. But this was an interesting <sighs> moment for them. You know, all these remakes we've been getting are they're humans, basically, yeah. other than the character of Dumbo, and um, I don't know if I'm forgetting some others, but they've basically been human characters that were animated, and now we're remaking it with live action actors. But here, it's like okay, we're taking animals, which Disney does incredibly well. It's oh yeah, let's have animals like emote and sing and do incredible things and that's the that's the wonderful thing about the form of, an, of the art of animation and here but let's now make them look real and do these things again and I'm like I, I don't know it misses the mark for misses me. the mark but let's move on to different things alright we're gonna stop right here and I'm gonna cut in with a, a little segment where indeed I'm gonna ask my son Atticus about the Lion King uh, I have Atticus sitting here with me. How's it going, buddy? Good. It's okay. Good. It's good. How, so how old are you? I'm seven. You're seven. And so we were curious. You saw The Lion King, right? Yeah. Now, you've seen both Lion Kings. You've seen the animated version on the TV yeah. at home, right? Yeah. And you saw the one in the movie theater yeah, recently, theater. right? Yeah. What did you think about the new one that you saw in the movie theater? I think I liked it a little bit better. Why? I just like it. You just like it? Why? I mean, what about it did you like more than the animated one? Um, just I like that they were real animals. Yeah? Yeah. Um, did you like any of the characters, like, or any of the characters your favorite? My favorite character is Simba. Simba? Yeah. Why Simba? Because he's the main character of the movie. <laughs> do you do you even remember what happened in the movie? A little bit of it. Yeah. Was it the same as the animated version or was it different? It it was a little bit different. How was it different? Um like there there were little different um pictures in it. Different just the way it looked. Yeah, it looked different. Not it, just the way it looked, but the animals did different things than in the animated version. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you just you just liked the the, the new one better. Yeah, I like it better. So if you could watch either one, you'd watch the new one. Yeah. I still like the animated one a little bit, but the the real. I, um, what? No, go ahead. The real one, um, I like better. It's my favorite. It's your favorite? Yeah. Did you like it more than Aladdin? Uh, I don't know. Well, so you just saw Aladdin with us in the movie theater, right? Yeah, I think I like, I think I like all the Disney 
<clears throat> live action. But movies. if you had to pick one, if you picked the new Aladdin or the new Lion King, which one would you watch? I don't know. Oh, come on. I think I'd rather watch the Lion King. Really? Yeah. Yeah? Well, thanks for uh, talking to us about the Lion King. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, buddy. Bye. See ya. Uh, another movie came out this weekend. The ninth film from director and writer Quentin Tarantino. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood uh, uh, was released this weekend. I would go to the bowl, which I have sitting here next to me, to go, hey, who should go first? Who should go last? But I'm dying to know at least first. Yasha, did you even see this? Because <laughs> you won't really tell me. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yes, but I walked out. I left. You left? I, um, I left. I, I left the theater. How far now, in? There's probably about 30 to 40 minutes left of the movie, and we left. <gasps> okay, okay, okay. Now, was this like a family emergency that you were responding no. to? Or was, was this someone a, dying? Was this a willful <laughs> no. decision that was created? No. I had to pick up my dry cleaning, and I opted to do that instead of waiting an extra day. <laughs> And finishing oh, the movie. Yasha. Extra day. Oh, Yasha. Oh, uh, Yasha. I mean, I was going to... heard you mention walking out of a movie before. I mean, I've only I walked out of one other film. I've only, uh, I can only, I've only walked out of one other film that I remember, and I got into it free, and <laughs> it, it needed to be walked out on. It was The Stupids with... Oh, God. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Roseanne Barr and Tom Arnold. And Tom Arnold was a... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So and I watched out of that. You know, to Roseanne Barr and Tom Arnold. <laughs> That's. I mean, uh, I was thinking about walking out on the Lion King, but I knew how the damn film ended. You're, yeah, man. like I mean. I, I honestly like that's really what it came down to. Like I legitimately looked over at Shannon. I was like, "Do you want to go?" And she she was ready to go. I think maybe thirty minutes into the film, she hated it every second of it. She she was like, I I don't get this. I don't understand what's happening. So my face um, has melted, and David's brains are scattered across the back wall of the <laughs> office right now. Done. Yeah. In all in all honesty, like I was in this movie theater and exhausted, and I could feel myself like nodding off here and there throughout the film. Um, if, if, but if. I, I have the gist of what was going on and like I know what was happening and I still felt like this is probably the first Tarantino movie that I was watching that I could do without. Like I was not in. I was not in. I, I want obviously I will I will watch it again. I will try and get through it and I will finish it at some point. But to show you how much that I did not necessarily enjoy what I was watching, yes, I did walk out of this movie. And I skipped the last 30 to 40 minutes of the film. And I opted to go pick up my dry cleaning instead. <laughs> that should be on the poster. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, I, yeah. That's, so when you asked me, did I see it? I was like, well, yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. The talent in there was amazing. I was not involved in the story. I couldn't get my, I couldn't, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio, fantastic. I thought he was great. I don't think Shannon really thought he was great. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio was fantastic. I love Brad Pitt. I loved um, uh, Al Pacino, Margot Robbie. Like everybody that came on screen, like I was totally engrossed with their performance. I thought it was fantastic. Why the didn't story, you see their I performances was... to the 
Yeah, I um, I I I left, and like I and like part of it is like I mean, like I said, it's like I opted to go pick up my dry cleaning instead of finishing the movie because they closed at three, and I needed my dry cleaning. <laughs> okay, so I did not no. make a cocktail for tonight's airing, and I was like, oh, I don't need a drink tonight. David made one drink, and I'm literally sitting here going, pass me your drink. She took it from me. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so no, it was funny. Like so, before we started recording. I asked you, Yasha, like, hey, so did everybody see the movie? And it was, you wouldn't answer. You were like, oh, I'll say during the show. And at first, I didn't think you understood my question. And you were like, no, I'll tell you during the show. And when you no, said that, huh? trust me, when you said that, I was like, God damn it, he walked out of this. <laughs> like, oh, oh, I, feel like wow. I could just did tell. You, you, I'm like, if he's not telling me, like, it's because he left. Like, that's got to be it. I fell asleep or something, but... No, I, I, I had a feeling that's what you meant by that, that you walked out. And so I'm not... Com- I, I was being totally cryptic, and, uh, you know, you know me for for a few years now, so it's like that... You put one and one together, basically. You're like, he, he was in there, and he fucking left. This son of a bitch left this movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and, basically. Yeah. yeah, and, like, you put it together, but it's like, I, that's why I wanted to save it for the show. Because I wanted that response. Because your response was exactly what I was expecting. I, I just, I was not, I was not there. I, I, I like some of the scenes. Like I was like, okay, this is fine. But I felt like it was all over the place. It was convoluted. I didn't really want to. I was waiting for something to happen consistently, from a Tarantino perspective, where something always happens relatively within like the first 15 to 25 minutes of his movies where you're just like holy shit like oh my gosh this is great you know i'm so excited to see and that wasn't coming not to say that the dialogue wasn't good not to say that the acting wasn't great because all of that was there i was waiting for something that just never came and maybe it was just because i was overly tired or whatever the case may be it's like my my saturday was crazy busy like i probably drove over 160 miles on Saturday, like easily. And I was all over the county. So maybe I was just incredibly tired. I don't know. I will watch it again and I will finish it when I have some more time. But as of right now, this is probably my least favorite Tarantino movie made. All right, so that was going to be my next next question really quick for you then. Like of, of Tarantino's filmography what have been like the one or two other movies that are like ah these don't quite do it for me as tarantino films or are there any or do you just love the rest of them and don't like this one like where are you with him you know i i i really um honestly i like um just about all of them like i've seen everything that he's done and i really really enjoy all of them um from reservoir dogs to his little segment in four rooms um Let's see what what else is like. I mean, I enjoyed Jackie Brown, but it's like I I I don't think it was probably one of my favorites. I, I'd like to revisit because I've only seen it once, but I remember liking it. I remember like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, this was a fun story. Um, but everything else that he's done, like I I'm rewatching Inglorious Bastards right now. Loved Django Unchained. Absolutely loved The Hateful Eight. Everything about the dialogue and everything like that felt like the story was moving somewhere and moving, going somewhere. Once upon a time, I didn't feel like it was going anywhere in any particular direction. Like it was just following this guy's life who was essentially, he felt like it was crumbling when it actually wasn't in my mind. Um, 
But I, I mean, that's not to say that I didn't love Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio working together. And reading an article saying that they they would love to work together again is exciting to me because I think they play off so well when they're together on screen. It was great. I, I, I genuinely enjoyed that dynamic. I did not really like where the story of this movie was going. I thought it was boring. Um, I kept waiting for something to happen or you know, to get to a scene where I would be like, oh man, how did they get there? And we never got there. In two hours, I ne- or two hours of watching that movie, I never got that. Never did. So real quick, have have you heard anything about like the the ending of the film at all? Or I haven't heard anything about that. Okay, keep it keep it that way is all I gotta say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, um I honestly, and honestly like I could deal with and or read or watch spoilers and it, it's I don't think it's gonna change any of what I think is about this film. Like I, I have an idea of what where it might go, but again I could be completely mistaken. You know? Do you know do you understand the historical importance the film is kind of circling around, the event that occurs? I understand the historical significance. I wouldn't necessarily say that that the the, the golden age of what they're referring to in uh, film as being that much important because it was a transitional phase, in my right. opinion. Um, you know, but, respectfully right. you know, disagreeing, but I know exactly what what they're alluding to. I know I, I've I've watched the documentaries, I've done the readings with the tape I've, murder and everything. Okay. Yes, I've, I'm very very familiar with it. Like Charlie Manson was a fucking psycho. Like I mean, that guy was out of his damn mind. Like. If you want to watch something, like, I mean, I think Netflix has a great biography on him. And I watched that from start to finish. And that was mind-blowingly interesting. Um, so I'm very familiar with all of these these roles and these characters down to the, the very scene where the old man was asleep on the property. And, you know, the whole commune scene. And I, I, get, I get all of the significance of it. I didn't find it that great i just was like i I, everything about it like the that one scene uh, was basically when i left was after brad since we've all seen it right i'm not ruining everything right well i mean we've all seen it but obviously we're not talking about spoilers on the show yeah um well there the scene where all right well i won't i won't get into it then like i mean it's just um there's a scene with brad pitt and it's like the one scene i where i thought something might happen because Let's be realistic. Tarantino is famous for basically rewriting history, too, when it comes to these. So it's like I kept expecting some sort of change or some sort of dialogue that would allude to something to that and interjection because that's what he does. I mean, that's what he's done. And I never got that. And I just kind of sat there in disbelief and just was like, this is bullshit. Like, I'm bored out of my my skull. All right. Well, with that. Oh, am I done? Should I stop? <laughs> I think I'm cutting you off. <laughs> um, I mean, we no, don't no, like I would never cut any of you guys off. I'm joking. Uh, but, but uh, well, anything else? <laughs> I mean, that's. I mean, I, that's what it was. It's just like I mean, I, I, I was like, I looked at Shannon. And I was like, Do you want to leave? And she's like, I don't care. Like, and I was just like, I've been waiting for something to have this whole goddamn movie. And I'm just like. All right. And to be fair, she's not a movie person, so she hates movies. So it's like when there wasn't anything happening and it was just this dialogue driven drab that was that more times than not, I absolutely love when it comes from Tarantino because I think he is the king when it comes to nothing conversations. 
And when I say by nothing conversations, I mean like the conversations that basically carry from one season to the next. He's amazing when it comes to that because he always finds such interesting stuff to talk about. With this, I was not feeling it at all. And I was ready for it to be done. Well, all right, there's three of us left. <laughs> What does the bowl say? I don't know. I guess I'll use the bowl to decide who goes next on this one. Uh, what, what do you when do you word it? Don't say say it out loud, Michelle, because it'll pick you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. I swear to God. <laughs> oh, that's funny, <laughs> Michelle. It did pick me. It did pick you, yeah. Michelle? What did you think? Super of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, okay. And you, so you've seen every Tarantino film at this point. We had started kind of a Tarantino marathon. Yeah. You know, because you hadn't seen Jackie yeah. Brown. That's the one I'd never seen. So you just recently saw that, relatively well, recently. It was a couple months ago or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, But other than that, now you've seen them all. I've seen them all. I've seen some of them upon multiple viewings now. I actually just rewatched Inglorious Bastards finally for the second time. So I've only seen that one twice. I still haven't seen Django a second time, which I do need to watch. I <coughs> fully hardly admit. Um, but you've seen wow. But I've seen it and you've I enjoyed it. it. I enjoyed Django a hell of a lot. I thought Django was great. Like, I just, it's one of those films, like, for me, I think Django's kind of a heavier film. Like, I have to be in the mood to sit and be enveloped in what's happening because it's, it's a lot. It's a it's a pretty heavy one, I think. And so, like, I don't know. I have to kind of be in the set mindset for Django to watch. By the it, way, but I, do I was just going to point out real quick. It's interesting because we have so much to record. Unfortunately, we're not shooting video for these. It's really unfortunate we didn't shoot video for this. <laughs> just mm-hmm. just to, to get our reactions for what Yasha just told oh us. Oh my god. <laughs> Video. Yeah, I would have loved to see that. I, I don't think you understand. I think I thought David was going to fall backwards in his chair. I think that my I barely made myself stop from banging my head on the table. We're never not shooting video ever again. Oh my god, my face was melting, and I thought your brains exploded. Like seriously. So sorry to cut you off. I just that just crossed my no, mind. I'm like, oh my, my god, god, we're not shooting video. Yeah, I didn't realize. So thanks. <laughs> Unfortunate. It's, oh, well. It is unfortunate because I think David, I just had the most genuine reaction as of a holy what the fuck <laughs> just now. Anyways, um, I'm still reeling from this. I'm trying to pull myself back in. Together. You got this. Come Anyways, on. okay. So once upon a time in Hollywood, um, I will say that I I actually enjoyed the film a lot. It's not one of my favorite Tarantino's, but it's definitely not at the bottom of my Tarantino's. And when I compare Tarantino's films, I'm comparing, and you put this perfectly. A plus 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 to an A minus film. Like we're looking at a very small percentage of awesomeness here, and ranking it from from a top to a bottom for, yeah. Like you're not just comparing like apples to oranges. You're comparing different styles of apples or different types of apples. Like you're, it's all in the same family. Like it's all good everything's good it's just which one was hit, not hitting the mark as much as another one basically for you on a personal level so for this one i'll say this one spoke to me i think better than um a few others that he's done um uh, so yeah no i liked it a lot i like i think for me it's and this is what i think everybody has issues with and i think this is exactly what yasha has issue with is the pacing of the film and the way it slowly rolls out the story. I think for me, I enjoy it because in the decade that it's centered in, that's how a lot of the films were. It was it's a slow pacing and it slowly rolls out a story. If you watch Westerns from that time frame, the spaghetti westerns, that's how they play out. Like there's kind of something in the in the front 
And then it's pretty chill until the end. And then even like the rom-coms from that time, kind of the same. Like it's just, it, it's just the suspense uh, horror films of that time. Same thing. It's a slow roll up a hill and then you finally go shooting down it really fast at the end. Like when I think of like Psycho, that's exactly what you're, I mean, like this is what you're getting. Like this is just how it was in the 50s and 60s. And, th- and I think that's what this kind of encompasses for me. So I enjoyed it because I felt like I was watching a movie made from this time frame. And, and I think Tarantino captures that, encapsulates that feeling perfectly with this film. And I will say like, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly familiar with the Tate murders with Marilyn, with the Manson family Tate murders that occurred. And so I'm, I'm watching this and I'm like, and I'm slowly catching on. I'm like, Quentin is building and this is going to hold till the very last minute. And we're just, it's just going to wait. <laughs> this is going to be a two hour build. And that's exactly what happens. And, and, and I liked it. It was, it was cool because it's this constant build of anticipation of when's it going to happen? When are we going to get there? When is this moment? And it's like, there's this moment just before the the events all really start to unfold. And then this is another thing I loved. I honestly really liked the needle drop music for this, this film a lot. And they dropped this one song and it, it, it's California dreaming. And it's literally this, it's, it's just when the third act is about to take off and it's done so well. Like you're just, you're watching it unfold. You're like, Oh, California Dreamin' is a song that's playing and it's, it just, it pulls you and you're like, here we go. And I, I, I don't know, for me, I really had a good time with it. I think the performances were great. I think Leonardo's performance in this was really freaking good. <laughs> just so, so good. And Brad Pitt's in this, I liked a lot. I thought that was stellar. Like, super super happy with it and when i think about inglorious bastards like you david has said like your your thoughts on brad pitt's performance in glorious bastards you've had kind of mixed on it like you've enjoyed but then you thought maybe it was overkill and in rewatching glorious bastards and i was kind of like i like it it's not great but i think he's doing what this role is supposed to be justice and i get it and i think it's fine his performance is fine and his performance in this was really damn good just so so freaking good (laughs) so no i'm i'm very happy with this quentin film and it it ranks pretty mid-range for me in the nine films that quentin tarantino has 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 given us it's a solid performer for me which i think i might be in the minority on this but that's that's my opinion you think you might be in the minority based on either our group or everybody in have you seen a lot of reaction quitting films as a whole i guess i think it's doing well but i'm wondering what like i really want to dive into like people that are huge quentin tarantino film lovers and kind of see where this film is for them do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like the diehards like the really diehards scary people on reddit oh so beyond me is what you're saying beyond you yes (laughs) so i mean I'm, i'm curious to know what you think too but I'm really curious to see what they think. Like, are they loving it? Are they hating it? Or are they kind of like, oh, it's a mid-ranger for me? All right. Well, I just picked Bobby's name next to <gasps> the role. So, Bobby, you saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, I guess, you know, I asked Michelle. I, I've asked you, Yasha. Like, I mean, in general, like, where are you when it comes to Tarantino films? And then what did you think of this? I 
enjoy Quentin Tarantino films. I, I wouldn't say I'm the person that's so dedicated to his filmography that when something comes out, it's like the the holy grail of movies for that year for me or anything like that. But I always have enjoyed his movies. And for me, the only one that's missing off my list of his filmography is Reservoir Dogs. So oh, yeah. that's when I have to that. go see at some point. Oh, Bobby. But um, yeah, in general, I mean, I really... Yeah. Um, but in general, it's his... His movies, I've always enjoyed them. Like, there's something about the way his films just present themselves in, in in such a different way that I enjoy. That's just different than anyone else that does movies. And you can always see in his films the love for cinema that he seems to have that just kind of permeates throughout the, his films. And and it's always within the genre of which he's doing it. So like when you see Kill Bill, it's you see his love for kung fu flicks in, in that, right? And so then when you see something like Django, it's his love of westerns. And with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, <clears throat> excuse me, I have to say this is probably his most boring film of all of his filmography. And, <laughs> and, and I say that, and I mean, in terms of when you look at from start to finish, most of his movies, the amount of action and, and different things that are going on in them, this one doesn't measure up to those other films in that way. But being that it's his most boring film, it's a fascinating film. And I can't really put, it's still sort of sitting with me. It's like a, a, a big meal that you have and it's still digesting and everything. You know, you ate it and you kind of inhaled it, but you haven't really had a chance to reflect on what you really thought about it. And all I can tell you, at least at this point, is that I really enjoyed it and liked it a lot. And I, I think if, the longer I think about it and sit with it, I might even love it, but I'm not sure just yet. But I know I did enjoy it. And what I did like about the movie is that um, because it 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 has it really doesn't care in terms of uh, trying to stick to any kind of preconceived notion of the 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 way a movie should flow and, and it really is telling its own thing at its own pace. And it's saying, okay, go along for this ride. And you, at the, at the, at a certain point you'll get why it all kind of comes together. And it's, it's for me, I didn't grow up in this era, but for whatever reason, the scenes where you just see, them driving in LA in in the backdrop of this late sixties, it just felt like this really big wave of nostalgia to me. And that hit me in just the right way. Even when the Leonardo DiCaprio is doing commercials or uh, they're filming scenes and they're showing the commercials on TV for different 
old school TV shows and stuff. It just, it just, I remember that stuff in repeats, just that familiarity of how things were done back then just kind of, um, I don't know. It just, it just made me feel like it was authentic and just had this telling of it that I was really buying into. And I really feel like as though I really did like Brad Pitt's performance in this, but to me, his his character wasn't completely layered. It, 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 he was. It didn't feel like it was something Brad Pitt wasn't already capable of doing and and have has done in terms of the past roles. Like he's kind of playing a badass kind of character in a sense, and that doesn't seem to do anything different than what he's done before. But Leonardo, he's like his character has all these different emotions and layers, and he has these little like. Um, character traits and ticks and different things that he's doing with it that I really think his stuff was really so uh, on a such of a nuanced level that some people might not even notice it that, yeah. that that he's really you know delving into this character and doing different things but um this being a story called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood it, it really is playing into this this aspect and so I, I really appreciated everything that happens once we get to the third act. And um, it was what I was hoping for. So uh, that made me happy because, I, I you know, I, I like the way he does stuff sometimes like that. And then now I'm getting very cryptic. But, um, yeah, I, I overall I really did enjoy it. And I know it's long and it, it's taking its time. And there's definitely – I sat there and watched it and I was like, as I was watching scenes, I was like, okay, I could have shaved some seconds off of this because it seems like it's going on a little too long for no particular reason other than he's just doing it. And then there was some scenes, like there was one particular scene that really kind of perplexed me that, um, and it's not giving anything away, but Leonardo DiCaprio, he's talking to uh, Timothy Oliphant's character and he's just talking about like stuff that he's done in the past and there's these jump cuts that kind of happen within that scene, but it doesn't, it's like it's trying to show a passage of time as if the conversation was going on for a long period of time. But the conversation as it flowed sounded like it was still the con- same conversation. So it was weird that there was these cuts there. So it, it, there was like little stuff like that that just kind of threw me off a little bit. But I mean, just in general, what was being presented and, and the style of it and how it looked, it's all very, uh, felt authentic and felt like it was lived in and real to what it was going for that I just enjoyed the um, the conversation of it all. I, I really think that this, this will really sound kind of crazy and ludicrous, but if I was at home just watching that movie, I probably, it could have went on another hour for me then I still would have been fine just because I kind of like living in that world that they were in and and really wanting to see more from it even though it wasn't anything special specifically going on for quite a while where it was just them talking and just doing things and i just i don't know i just enjoyed it from that perspective but um overall i i really did enjoy it and like i said i'm if it sits with me long enough i might love it where i would put it in terms of his other movies I'd say it still would fall in the middle for me somewhere, high middle. But yeah, uh, yeah, that's 
that's where my thoughts are. I guess that leaves me. Um, you're you're definitely, I think, of the group. You're the the Quentin guy. You're the Tarantino dude. I I am a fan. You are the Tarantino uh, boy. I hate to come across like I'm a, a fanboy that will love him no matter what. But because yeah, I mean, he makes a bad movie. I'll be the first person to. Oh, I know to, you will. You'll be the first person to throw that out. To freak out. You That's know? why I'm like, I'm sitting here eager. And, I'm like, I'm waiting. And, you know, and it's, I've said before, when it, when it comes to the, the summer, you know, big budget summer movie season, this has been like just, oh my God. Oh yeah, the summer's been depressing. It's been bad. <laughs> like, so there was a part of me going into this. So I was like, all right, am I, am I, is, is, could it be that this will get sucked into the abyss that is the summer of the 2019 movie season? Mm-hmm. Like, please <laughs> God, no. Because I do, I love his stuff. And, you know, uh, without saying my opinion on this movie, you know, I was sitting here before we got to this, as you guys were giving your thoughts on The Lion King, I was like, oh yeah, I haven't put together, I was going to put together my list of Tarantino films. Okay. And I've done that before here and there, and it's funny how that seems to be right now a thing with him, now that this movie's come out. I've seen that a lot on Twitter. A lot mm-hmm. of people on Twitter are dropping their, their list. He's only doing 10, as you said. And... uh I've done it before and I was like, oh yeah, maybe I'll do that again. And honestly, I couldn't, I was, I started to, and I'm just like, I just, they're all so good. And there's no doubt there's some I enjoy more than others. And it's, it's easy. It would be easier for me to make a list. I think if I did a true like marathon where I really just spent like a week, okay, I'm going to rewatch all his movies and they're all really fresh in my mind, like right near each other that maybe I could go, okay, this is because I did that once I had a, I think it was before Django dropped. I had a movie marathon with a bunch of friends who were big fans of his, and we literally in one day watched every movie of his through *Inglorious Bastards*. And at that time, it, it was an interesting exercise because it gave me a, a different perspective on some of his films. I was like, "Wow, I, I, I used to be in the camp where I, like most people, thought Jackie Brown was kind of one of his, eh, not so, not his great movies." But then I was like, "Man, I really loved it." And and the other thing I want to say before I, I give my opinion on this, it's like, you know, you guys know me, like I'm, I'm big on, I think a lot of films and TV shows do deserve rewatches and revisits. Mm-hmm. And if there is a director whose films really fall into this category, it is absolutely Tarantino films. And there are movies of his that just the I Django Unchained, I, the more I have watched that film and I, I've seen it a few times at this point. Every time I watch it, I like it more and more and more. Like it's, I liked it when I saw it in theaters. I thought it was solid. I'd probably have gone, yeah, it's solid. It's probably in the middle, but now it's it's way up there on the list now. It's in like, the love category. Yeah, I, I absolutely love it. And a lot of his films are that way. Jackie Brown. Like the more and more I see it, the more and more you have appreciation for it. There's something about the way he makes movies that, for the most part, he makes films that can be that are entertaining with one watch. But it's the more you watch them that you truly get things out of them that it's almost impossible to get out of one single viewing. They're nuanced, and like yeah. you, you, you really. And I agree. Like I think every time I see another, I see one of his films over again. It really, I don't know. It's like there's a newer appreciation for it, a newer level to it. So with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, this would be. This, in a way, seems like an interesting exercise for him to make a film that I feel like falls in that category, but it, it, it even more so than the others. And I'm saying this. I haven't seen it a second time yet. I 
but I very much want to. I, very, I am super looking forward I to it. I very much loved Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, with that said, like, Yasha, your your reaction to it, like, and I'm not just saying this about you, but anybody that were to, could come to me and go, man, I was bored. I, I left. I'm like, it doesn't shock me. I get it. I'm like, you know, it. This is a very different Tarantino film. For that first two hours, like it is like you were just kind of living in this little world. And like you're saying, Bobby, it's like, oh man, if this were something I'm watching home, I could live in this world for four hours. And I agree with you. Like, I love living in this world. Like if someone, it was a TV series or something? You know, you guys live in Southern California right now. But I mean, I, mm-hmm. I lived in LA for two years and I, I worked in Hollywood, on Hollywood Boulevard at a, at a studio there. And and even just in my small amount of time in LA, it's like watching this. It, yeah, the, the nostalgia, I think, not just because I watch any movie in LA and love it, but something about the way he portrays LA in this. It's like mm-hmm. I, I couldn't help but just like, oh man, I just, I just love watching the way he shoots the city. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the, but the first two hours, yeah, it's a very different movie for him. It's there's not. Uh, yeah, he does dialogue ridiculously well where he can just talk about a burger and it's fascinating. <laughs> and and yeah, this movie doesn't have as, as much of that. Like, it's just kind of like shots of people driving around and, mm. and seeing buildings. And <laughs> and I will say, yeah, an hour and a half into it, I was even like, I mean, I know I know where this movie's going in terms of the story with Manson and what happened. But I was definitely curious. I'm like, where is this movie going to go? Because <laughs> this is this is different. But all I can say, Yasha, is that, I mean, not that there was any possibility that I would have ever gotten up and walked out of this, uh, being the fan of him, of him that I am. But God, am I happy that I watched it to the end. Uh-huh. Like, that's all I can say. And all I could say to you, like, just to rewatch it. Now, the argument could be, oh, can a, the end of a movie make up for, like, the rest of it being boring? And I'm I'm not, from my perspective, I'm not saying I, like, it needed to make up for anything. I enjoyed it. But I, I don't know. I think it, there'll be some vindication just, for you in the end. But I, I, I just maybe. felt it was a rather slow, like, in, in the aspects of where the story was going. Like, and I, I just, I'm... I, I mean, I, I just felt like I, I was missing something like and maybe it all will come to fruition at the ending and when it's when it's all said and done. But I just kept waiting for something to kind of really happen and it just never got there. And it's not to say that I don't like I didn't like some of the dialogue like but um, and the actors, like I said, the actors portrayals of everybody was was fantastic. That was all brilliant. Like they were all really, really well done. I just. I don't know. I didn't um, feel bad leaving at that point. But, uh, I, and I, I'm curious too to talk to people from different perspectives of, and I think I fall in the middle here, but your knowledge of the Tate murders and Manson. Um, because, yeah, I, I definitely know of it, but I didn't know as much about it as I thought I did. <laughs> Like, because there's no doubt since I've seen this movie, I've looked more into it and I'm like, it's been interesting to go, oh, wow, like this directly relates to this and this directly relates to that. And, and yes, my eyes are getting huge right now. (laughs) And, and yeah, like, and, but I knew enough, but it would be interesting for any, for someone who went into this, not knowing a damn thing 
Like, I don't know if you, you might take as much away from this. I, like, I agree. Right. I agree. Um, so, but I mean, this is one of those moments in history that's, you know, I think most people at least heard of it. But I mean, we're also all of us, the four of us are, you know, closer in age to we're, you know, generation X, not, not the millennial kind of generation. And I don't know, like talking to someone right now in their mid twenties, like how much do they know about that? I, don't I know. mean, it's, it's a, it's a Hollywood murder. And if you have had any interest in old Hollywood or murders or Hollywood murders, you know, something about this. Like I feel like people that are involved with movies and film and have that interest are vaguely familiar with this or I mean, there's people, they watch murder series, TV shows all the time, like they, in historical ones. And so I think some people are, most people are, are somewhat familiar, but I'd be curious to see what the millennials think about this one. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd be very curious to hear about that, but, um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I loved it. I, loved the ending yeah <laughs> it's it is good um i will say oh man what was i gonna say i don't know i just i, I really liked it I, I i can't wait to see it again um i want to see it again this week yeah like i literally like i'm literally like so wednesday what are we doing yeah <laughs> no, i'm with you i'm bummed that there's not a that theater anywhere near us that's showing like a 35 millimeter print of it that oh, would be great that'd but be amazing um. Well, it sounded like Bobby. Maybe you were gonna say something. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Um, I'm not completely happy with uh, what they did with Bruce Lee in the movie. Um, in what sense? Without saying too much, I guess. Yeah, I don't know what there is uh, to say about that in particular, but. Let's just say there seems to be a a fantasy element that happens there. Well, absolutely. But think about how that correlates to what we see at the end of the film. Like, exactly. It's, it's and necessary in that sense. And, and, and for sure. But I could see how a lot of Bruce Lee fans would watch that movie and be like, ain't this some stuff? You know, because here's, here's this Asian guy and, and here's this white guy. And then you're just like, okay. Hmm. Okay, and right. so I'm like, I wonder how that will play for some people. But I get what for you're me, saying, it kind of but... hit me in a little weird way, just because, like, really, uh, I mean, the, the, this is this guy's thing. <laughs> why, why are we going to do that? And so um, that was kind of one thing. But uh, overall, like, like I said, I, I don't really have any uh, specific problems with it, uh, not on that level, and. If I were to shave things off I, as I was calculating things and seeing how this scene could be shorter and this scene could, you know, do this, that, and the other, I really feel like I, I probably would have only shaved about five or six minutes off of it based on any kind of cuts I would have made. So it still would have been fairly lengthy in terms of uh, what we got. And I, I can't overstate enough how good... I felt Leonardo DiCaprio is in the movie just because for one it's okay. Just Leonardo DiCaprio as an actor is playing this actor who is this big name guy, but is sort of on a decline. And yet he has to play him in such a way that he's at, at, at the same time confident, but also lacking. And then to, uh, 
nail scenes as the actor he's playing, but then also sort of mess up scenes. And it's just, I don't know. It's just so many different things that he's doing in the movie that I felt like is like, as an actor, it must've been, there's so many challenges that seems to would have gone into playing that part and to play it with the way he did it, because it wasn't just one thing. It was like the character had his own sort of ticks and traits about him that you have to also imbue in, you know, in, involved with the character as you're going through and, and doing these scenes. So yeah, it's just, it's so good when he's, when he's on screen doing his thing. Cause like I said, it's easy to get overshadowed by what Brad Pitt is doing in the movie, but it, he's, he's doing some good stuff there on screen. And I mean, yeah, that's what I haven't gotten to next. And that's what I was about to say. It's like when it comes to the acting in the movie, like Leonardo DiCaprio, I guess you kind of just said it again, but he's, he's amazing in this movie. <laughs> like, and I've always been a fan, and I mean, there's some stuff that's better than others, but this, oh my God, like, he's so good. And Brad yeah. Pitt, you know, I mean, Bobby, you've kind of joked with me about this, like how I'm kind of hit or miss <laughs> with him. And, and yeah, you, Michelle, you pointed out in Glorious Bastards, like, yeah, he, he's great in Inglorious Bastards. There's, there's aspects to his character that I, I feel like goes a little to, too far to the silly end. But, uh, the, he's great in this too, but Leonardo DiCaprio in it is holy shit. Oh good. man, like, it's holy shit good. Yeah, yeah. Um, like the, the the scene you're specific, you just talked about Bobby that he's having to play. He's an actor having to play someone who's acting, but not necessarily forgetting lines. And it's mm-hmm. it's it's fascinating to watch. It was so good. yeah, yeah. That's amazing. So yeah, I can't wait to see it again. Um, I'm so excited to see this film again. And there's other movies, you know, we, yeah, after we watched it, I was like, all right, I need to rewatch Inglorious Bastards. Like, it's, I definitely had seen it a few times, there's no doubt. But mm. Inglorious Bastards has been one of those movies that, of his catalog, at least lately, it seems like it really has gotten propelled to, it is his greatest mm-hmm. film. It is his greatest movie. And I've never been there with that movie. I'm sorry. Like, I, and again, Kind of like you said, Michelle, like when I compare his films, it's like comparing like his bottom film is an A up to an A plus plus. Like they're all incredibly good. Yeah. But Inglorious Bastards has is as good as it is. It has aspects to it. Like, you know, the Brad Pitt character. It's like, I don't I mean, I mean, is it? There's things that miss the mark. The things that miss the mark. So I don't know. Is it really his number one film, guys? Like. But rewatching it the other night, oh, I will yeah. say, yeah, it's it's a solid movie. Oh, totally. It, and it, it's definitely not his bottom film. Um, but it, even his bottom film is great. <laughs> so, I don't that's why I couldn't do a list. Like I would say to this day, I, you know, it almost seems cliche to say Pulp Fiction is his best film, but I just, I, I really think it's his best movie, mm. but You're I not get a lot of argument. I don't, but think it, going down the, the list, it's like, it is the rest of his movies are reservoir dogs, call kill bill. Pulp Fiction, it's all the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, <laughs> if I could say them all together at once, that's how I'd put it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> You know, they're all different in just the right way. I mean, there's, uh, go, hatefully, I would really like to rewatch because I think I'd really only seen hatefully beginning to end twice. And actually last night started watching the extended version of that on Netflix, which he released mm. in episodic form. So it's mm-hmm. four episodes and I've watched the first episode. Um, so I'm, I'm really curious to rewatch it that way. It's interesting because um, it's almost like you digest just that section. Yeah. 
You're just chewing on that. You're just chewing on that one section, and then Mm -hmm. you can kind of think about it. It's interesting. Which you know, it's funny. I can almost see this film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's what I'm saying. Like, I can almost see this as like a four episode like movie. Like, like they could have added an extra hour in here and like broken up into like three parts. Like, oh God, yeah. But if if someone were to ask me like, hey man, should I should I see this? And you know, someone who's not like a diehard fan, I think my first question would be, how much do you know about the Tate murders? It's exactly and, what I would ask. And if they said absolutely nothing, I'd be like, go watch a documentary or two on that, and then go see this. Minimally, <laughs> like, go read a Wikipedia page or, on it, or read the Wikipedia page Minimally. on the Tate murders, and then go see this film. And I think you would completely digest it differently. Totally, than someone who knew nothing. If you know nothing about the Tate murders, this film is. I don't think it's going to be lost on you, but I think the significance is going to go right over your head. Right. So, that's that's where I am on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And for me, the summer's over. That's yeah. Oh, that's too bad. What, what is next? What do we have coming up next? Well, I, don't know. I, I mean, a completely throwaway movie that is just good for stuffing popcorn in your face and just watching men be men, I guess, would be Hobbs and Shaw. But, oh, yeah. Uh, There's you that. know. There, that's probably like the last big summer blockbuster movie. Is that I think. this coming weekend or is that? Yeah. I think we still yeah. have. Yes. Oh, is it this weekend? August second. It's August second. Next weekend. Yeah, next weekend. And then um, August 9th, I Dora think, the Explorer. Yeah, Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Come, I mean, come on, on, guys. Yeah. Duh. Backpack, backpack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, I won't be watching that one more than likely. Um, <laughs> Oh, the kitchen. I think, I think the only other one that I'm probably most looking forward to, and it's not summer at this point after this when the movie comes out, but it chapter two I'm looking forward to yeah. after the yeah. first one. So I'm I'm curious about the kitchen. I don't yeah. think it's going to be great, but There's I'm curious about it for sure. But I don't think it's going to be great. I think there'll be some performances in there. It'll be really good. I will though. say by the way, I'd never seen a trailer for Good Boys before. Oh, you hadn't? No. The the red band trailer played in front of this, and man, did that get a reaction out of the audience! Holy oh, shit! Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I'm the sure. trailers. It was kind of the typical everyone just watching the trailers, and then when that that was the I think the last trailer it before was. the movie started, and man, it it completely riled everybody yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> and that's August sixteenth. I hadn't seen that before. That was interesting. That comes out in a few weeks. That you hadn't seen it. No. Anyway, it's it's just kind of weird to me. Well, and when you said that that trailer came up, uh, you know, I've kind of got it down to a science at this point when I have reserved seating that I know I give myself at least 20 minutes because of all the trailers and stuff. And but every now and then I'll, I'll go in when the movie is supposed to start with the time that they say it's supposed to start before the trailers start and all that stuff. And it's. It's getting increasingly hostile, I feel like, in the theater once people have a general sense of when they feel like the trailer should have stopped and then we keep getting more. Because mm-hmm. I, I can hear people audibly say, another one? Or, like, you can hear the anger. Like, a groan. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it's just like... It's like 20 I minutes mean, of trailers. Oh, it's worse, 30. Yeah. I think yeah, it was 25 like minutes, actually, minutes, for this there. one. Yeah. I was like, I mean, like, Endgame I, I, was really bad. Endgame yeah. was the worst. That was like 25, 30 minutes of just trailers and commercials. It's like, really? Like, we're going to be in here for over three and a half hours now. 
It's just not necessary. It, especially in this day and age with modern technology, trailers are everywhere. You go on YouTube, you bombard. I mean, like, it's everywhere. Like, I just... Can we go back to just getting three trailers in a movie? Like, that'd be great. Oh, my God. Can you imagine that? I but can't even... Oh, but it yeah. is interesting, like what you're saying, Bobby, in this age of more and more theaters have... Basically, every theater I can think of now has gone to reserve seating that, I, part, that yeah. I go to. And, yeah, that what you normally do is become much more normal. Like, I... I tend to get into a movie as it technically starts, like when the trailers start. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, I see more and more people that are walking in during the trailers. Like, and I don't, I don't blame you or any of anyone to do that. Like, I've even asked you to do that a few times. Right. And I don't know. It's like a natural like, well, thing with me. I don't know. I, don't, I think I don't if know. it was only three trailers, I would totally always do. I'd be like, nope, we're never going to be late. That's not happening. But because they play I, 20 to 30 minutes of trailers, I'm like, can we just go like when we think right. it's gonna shut? And I think for me, even if it was just three, I would still probably try and time it to come in after the three, only because I watch so many movies that I continuously see the same trailers right. over and over again. So I get burnt out on seeing the same trailers. And then also not not just that, it's that they also reveal so much in trailers mm-hmm. that I don't want to see them over and over again and maybe catch some more things that I might have missed the first two or three times that the trailer has passed me by and I've seen it. So I just try and avoid them as much as possible just because of mostly just because I've seen them before and I don't, I don't feel like rewatching them over and over again. Yeah, I agree. And like, you know, I saw Knives Out before this which i hadn't watched before and i was kind of thinking i may not watch the trailer for knives out but i've seen it now that's fine i haven't actually yeah no i remember you and i talked about that like we were both thinking of kind of skipping it but i i had a feeling when i said that to you bobby i was i was thinking i'm like but it's gonna play in front of something and i'm gonna end Mm. up just watching it and it's well at least it happened organically and i will say too it was kind of it's always nice watching a movie with like-minded fans and since we saw this thursday night which was the opening night you know you, you could tell the audience it was full and it was definitely tarantino they fans. were tarantino fans yeah and it's fun watching mm-hmm. it with that kind oh, of oh it totally is i like going to opening nights like that well anybody got anything else or i think it's time to wrap up no yeah oh i i, I will say real quick mm-hmm. very quickly i saw Stuber, and I would say that feels like a, a good Netflix movie to watch at home when you have a chance. And I saw Crawl, which I thought was really good to go see in the theater because it's pretty intense. So those are my two. It's, oh, and one last thing. I have started watching The Boys on Amazon Prime. And for anyone that's read the graphic novel, it, it sticks or the, the comic series, it sticks pretty close to it. And it's it's pretty uh uh, it's pretty graphic and 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 crazy and over the top, but I'm enjoying it so far. Nice. I started it as well, and I am enjoying it as well. Yeah, and it's been interesting to see the really positive reaction that the crawl has gotten. I was like, oh wow, like didn't yeah. see that coming. Um, but with that, we're gonna get out of here. As always, we'd love to hear back from everyone listening. You can email us at feedback at flickereffect.com. Uh, you can also reach out to us on Instagram and Twitter at Flickr underscore effect. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be back soon. With now we're in the at three hundreds. In so. the three hundreds. In the three hundreds. Uh, with that, I'm David Lott. I'm Bobby Jackson. I'm Yasha Wilson. Not Michelle Hillard. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.